You know, at this time of year, many theaters perform one of the greatest of all ghost stories, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And yet Northlight, here in the Chicago suburb of Skokie, has gone that one step further to and produce a holiday murder mystery. That's a dark twist. And Georgette Verdon, the director of that production, is here today to explain to me just how that works and how dark her soul actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dark, Austin. It's pretty dark. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 18th year, number 886, Holiday Murder Mystery. Georgette Verdon is the Associate Artistic Director of Northlight Theater here in the Chicagoland area and is directing their production of Dial M for Murder, which opens this week and runs through January 7, 2024. This is the second mystery thriller in a row Georgette has directed after her acclaimed production of Night Watch at Chicago's Raven Theater. So I was curious to talk to her about what it means to take on this kind of genre play right now. My friends make fun of me because I'm I'm just not drawn to the the lighthearted. I have to kind of, someone has to sort of twist my arm into even viewing, you know, if I sit down on Netflix or whatever I've left to my own devices I'll just get darker and darker <laughs> um so uh so it's it's nice it's nice to have friends who who bring me to the light side and force me to to see things like a Christmas Carol which you know when I sit down and I watch it I I enjoy it and I think why don't I do this more often um but if left to my own devices I will I will gravitate towards the the darkness it's true well, and <laughs> And that explains why you've got you've had this extraordinary twofer this fall. You directed back to back mysteries for two different theaters here in Chicago. And I think what an extraordinary opportunity, A, but also niche maybe that you want to try to avoid or you're just going to lean into this is what I do now. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the first, you know, the first thriller that I directed was for Teatro Vista. Um, and that was last year. It was a world premiere called Enough to Let the Light In by Paloma Nozica. Um, and it was about um, a woman who had, who's in the, a, a relationship with a woman. And finally, you know, um, she's brought her back to her house and and things are progressing. Um, and we come to learn that her son, uh, her three-year-old son passed away and she thinks that he's living in the walls. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, you know, it's really a play about grief and, and connection and loneliness and, you know, um, extreme loss. Uh, but, um, it, it was, but it's also, you know, that it, it also had some really fun jump scares and, definitely was sort of a psychological thriller. And so that was my first encounter with that genre. You know, I, I love, I love thrillers as a sort of film genre, um, <clears throat> and books, but, um, but I'd never, I'd never directed one for the stage. And so it was a really interesting, um, uh, 
figuring out how do you create with the limited tools that we have in live theater, how do you create that sort of tension and how do you get people to sort of lean in and, you know, and feel like anything can happen. Um, so that's sort of where it started. And then with Nightwatch, um, I, I was in conversation with Sarah Slight, who's the new artistic director at Raven. And, um, you know, she was, we had worked together on, on a project at Rivendell and just really liked working together. She's also a dramaturg by trade. Um, so we knew that we worked together well and, and her stepping into this new role, she was looking for something to sort of round out Raven season and it needed to be a revival of something and it needed to be by a woman. And so we were just sort of racking our brains about like, well, what could this be? And um, at the time I was leading this reader's theater group and I had come across this short little play. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Sorry, Wrong Number by a woman named Lucille Fletcher. And I had I had heard about that play. Lizzie. The title was very familiar to me, but and maybe I read it in college, but I didn't remember it. But when I read it, I was just so I was so charmed by it and so hooked by it. And, you know, the premise is <clears throat> that a woman is is. Um, you know, trying to get in touch with her husband. So she picks up the phone, she dials the operator. And when the operator sort of connects her through, she intercepts a call about someone, uh, about a hit being put out on someone. And so, and of course she doesn't think that it's a hit for her. Um, And so she calls the, she calls the cops and she's trying to get them to you know, to investigate this. And she's just convinced that she's, you know, um, overheard this, this crime that's about to take place. And of course they, they don't believe her and, you know, all of that. And then turns out at the end, she gets, she gets killed because it's her husband who's actually put the hit out on her. Um, so I just thought like, what a dark twisted little story. (laughs) Um, and who is this woman and does she have anything else out there? And then that's how we came across Nightwatch and it was, done on Broadway in I think the early 70s and um and yeah I used to have the script in my life oh oh very cool it did not make it did not make the uh, the several moves between oh gosh I know moving with books is just the worst I mean it really does make you go okay do I do I need all of this but yeah yeah you talk about um how do you create that sort of tension and feeling that anything can happen i mean for me and i'm and i'm hoping and wondering and assuming it's the same for you you're drawn to this dark material but my sense is you bring lightness to it where whereas i am drawn to comedy where i bring darkness to it because they're intertwined the tension there's tension and it can be released by a scream or by <laughs> laughter and for me that's the best yeah, you're so right about that. I mean, it, it, it it's true, right? Like you want your comedy to have some substance. Um, and it's it's so much easier to stay in the darkness. I mean, you just can't sustain that type of tension, you know, over periods. So it's so much nicer when you're just sort of like pulling that, pulling that taffy, that that tension taffy, and then letting it release and then come back. So absolutely, it's it's really nice to have some some moments of lightness and levity. And certainly, um, you know, Dylam has that. Nightwatch had that kind of in abundance. Um, just some really offbeat characters that uh that I found very funny despite the circumstances being um 
a bit dire. <laughs> or probably because the circumstances are a bit dire. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And am I right that have you guys has Dialam extended already? Yes. 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 It, it's it's so in demand before we've even started that we have extended through January seventh, which which is such a gift, uh, especially in this this time, right, for our industry. Well, there's something there. I, I I mean, I think there's something about it's it's a it's a known title for um, audiences <laughs> of a certain age. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think there's also something. <sighs> Uh, 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 people, it's a reward for going back to the theater, for getting out of your house, getting off your couch and getting out of the house. But it's also, there's a catharsis because there's a, there's a bad guy and there's justice or a, sem a semblance of justice, <laughs> which feels very much like something we desperately need in our That's such world. a good point. That's such a good point. We do need that, don't we? Yeah, that's not something we've gotten a lot of these in these times. Um so yeah, that that's such a that's such an insightful point you make. Um yeah, and I found, you know, both with um or with enough to let the light in with Nightwatch. And with Dial M, I mean, people are just hungry for this type of material. I think there's just something about like we want to go to the theater and we want to have fun. And there is some darkness, but also, you know, like you said, there's some, there's some justice, there's a payoff. Uh, and all of those shows have just sold really, really well. And I think it's a really, a really interesting thing to sort of think about what it is that we, you know, what's hooking us right now. Hi, I'm Lewis Byard, the author of such novels as The Pale Blue Eye, Mr. Timothy, and Jackie and Me. And you, you lucky cuss, are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We have four performances left in 2023, but thankfully we'll have more in 2024. On December 14th and 16th, we'll perform the ultimate Christmas show abridged in Princeton, New Jersey and Reston, Virginia. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our social media pages for the latest information and upcoming dates. Now back to my conversation with Georgette Verdon, whose production of Dial M for Murder runs at Northlight Theater through January 7th, 2024. I've talked a lot on the podcast with different guests about how theater doesn't do genre as much as it should or could. Um, or, 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 but, but it also makes me wonder whether we're not, we don't market it. We oh. don't market genre as well. And people love a mystery, a horror, a sci-fi, and the freedom, the limitations of theater give us opportunities for so much theatrical magic that is unique and different from the kind of special effects laden genre that the movies can give us. And I, and I love to see theaters leaning more into this. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And I think the marketing piece is, is huge. And I think it's one of the things that our industry just really struggles with in terms of how do we find the people, right? And it's it's the I think it's the reason that we don't reach audiences that are outside, like our kind of general audiences like 
theater goers, you know, and you find that when are the times when you get new people into the theater? Well, it's the times when you're doing something like Dial M, which is just a recognizable people, you know, people outside of the general sort of theater going public or go, hey, I know exactly what I'm what I'm going to get, you know, Um, and I, I, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take a chance on that. And we just desperately need that. We need to be reaching people outside of, you know, just sort of people who have, you know, deemed themselves theater lovers. You know, how right. do we reach beyond that? And I think marketing is a huge piece of it. Uh, and it can be incredibly challenging. But I think leaning into doing more genre-based stuff, um, you know, and uh, things that are, you know, like you go on Netflix and it's it's all sort of categorized and, you know, you can say, oh, I'm in the mood for this, you know, right. um, and if we could get better at that, I think it would really serve us, um, especially in terms of of building new audiences. Yeah, that's so important. Um, the Goodman just closed its production of Lucha Teo. I think I'm oh, pronouncing that. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, which was uh, which was amazing. Not because it was a great script or piece of dramatic literature, but right. it was an event. And it was wildly theatrical and it brought in a whole new kind of audience who loved the subject matter and the style of performance, which was, again, theater embracing a kind of a thing that you don't see typically on a stage and you certainly can't get on a screen. Correct. Yeah, I think it's so smart. And I think it was so such a smart move to to program that. And, um, you know, and I do think that we want to feel like you know, like it's not just a passive uh, thing that we're doing, you know, sitting in an audience. I think, you know, that that idea of like what's going to make us lean forward, what's going to make us feel mm-hmm. as if it's participatory, you know, um, even if it isn't a full like an immersive show. But how do we make, uh, you know, how do we make an event of it and make it make it feel um, more exciting, <laughs> you know, just generally more exciting? Yeah. Um, so you've planned um, a murder mystery thriller for the holidays. What, what do you do to recoup in in the new year? Seriously, well, that's it, it's a good question. I mean, I'm going to take a break in the new year. Um, actually, I my my wife is pregnant, and we're going to have our our second baby um, at the beginning of June. And so I'm going to take a little bit of a break because I've been going kind of nonstop. <laughs> like it's been, it's been a pretty intense year. I did, um, I went from associate directing the Cherry Orchard at Goodman with, with Bob Falls um, earlier, you know, in the year. And then I pretty much went right into a, a show that I did with Steep called The Writer. And then I went right into night watch and then right into dial M. So, um, so it's been a, it's been a, I've been very blessed. I've been, I, I love working all the time. It's so great. And I am feeling like, poof, I'm, I, I think I'm finally a little tired. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do is I'm going <laughs> to just relax, take it easy and have a second child. Right. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is, Austin. You said it. (laughs) (laughs) You said it.
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Georgette Verdon's production of Dial M for Murder runs at Northlight Theater through January 7th, 2024. Go to northlight.org for more information. Then send us your cathartic mysteries via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us over on the socials or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com, or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks, as always, to intrepid detective Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Terry J. Ammon. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Lewis Byard, whose mystery novel Mr. Timothy explores what happens to a grown-up tiny Tim Cratchit with excellently cathartic results. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 886-2658 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. This was lovely. This was super lovely. And I'm so happy to finally connect and wish you all the best on your your the rest of your run at um at Goodman and hopefully I can get down there and see it. I I love doing Christmas Carol. It's just such a treat. Well, and last year I was hanging on to this moving train and this year I'm riding it a little more comfortably. Love that. Love yeah. that. Know the feeling and love that. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduceshakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. 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 So much less.